Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Jack Johnson Day. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Greg and I, very patriotic today. Mario hates America. That's the only conclusion that can be drawn. I missed the memo there. (laughs) Whoops. We're going to get... Red and yeah, it's blue. Uh, and American-born player on your shirt. Yeah, that counts. Oh, fine. You don't hate America, I suppose. NHL 94. I mean, that's Patrick a King. fantastic shirt. That is a Thank really you. cool shirt. Yeah, yeah, that one wins. Good job. Uh, welcome in. We've got a lot to get to today. Not only are we going to discuss the Jack Johnson signing, that's where we're going to start. The Hawks made that official around 10 a.m. today. Mm-hmm. One-year deal, $950,000 cap hit. Uh, the quarterfinals of the World Junior Championships begin today as well. Team USA drops the puck at 9.30 against Czechia. Bright and early. i got to remember to not say Czech Republic. Yeah. Czechia. I know. I know. Czechia. It's just that's still confusing to me. Yeah. I'm like every every other team I, I abbreviated except Czechia, so I said it right. So that's a nine. <laughs> Canada plays Switzerland at six. That's going to be a, that's gonna be a be tough and tense matchup. And we've got some Pat Foley news to share later in the show. But let's start with the news of the day. When First does, and foremost. When does Sweden play? Sweden plays at 2.30 there against Latvia. Victor Schoenborg, Sweden. Schoenborg. Um, the news of the day. And the hockey gods continue to smile upon us oh. as we look at each other at the end of a show on Tuesday and go, <laughs> thoughts on tomorrow? I love when our show is produced <laughs> without our input. Yeah. It's great. Well, yep, we'll figure it out. <laughs> So there you have it, another veteran signing, uh, and I would imagine this is probably the last free agent signing of any sort of note the Blackhawks uh, are going to make. Phil Kessel, it's yeah, not. Phil Kessel ha- it's clearly not happening. There. Yes, it is. Oh, you say not that not with now. that attitude. It's you not, say sir. That now. Clip that <laughs> and play it when Phil Kessel is sitting right in here in this yeah, studio. We got our own Debbie Downer. Well, over we might have to hire him as an analyst because he might need work. Well. He oh. wants to do that too. Yeah, see, <laughs> so he could do both. It's you know, honestly, before we get into Jack Johnson, if you look at some of the names still available, it's crazy. Like PK Subban is still out there. Uh, Subban, like, there's a lot of Cal- Paul, Paul Stastny. Yeah, you can build like a 2013 uh, All Star team. <laughs> yeah, the guys that are still out there. Yeah, Kessel, Kadri has a contract. It's the question mark. It's Lou Lamorello like, doing his yeah. weird like. He, I'm not going to announce the yeah, deal until I feel like it's such a crotchety goofball. Um, another guy that has ridden his reputation to a lot of jobs. Yes, yeah. he did it fantastic for the Devils 20-some-odd years ago. Right. But what's he done recently except be old, weird, and crotchety? Well, he's got old, that Old, weird, well, and crotchety. That's the County Crows <laughs> hey, album, I mean, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. In the NHL, it gets you pretty far to be old, weird, and crotchety. Great super chat here from Brandon. Brandon, Brandon. says he's ready for the elite first pair of Johnson and Jones. Johnson and Jones representing you in injury law. <laughs> Which Jones though? Caleb Take or that Seth? Harold Ankin or Howard matter. Ankin, whatever your name yeah, is. Yeah. No, man, that guy's got a budget, doesn't he? He's Howard got Ankin. Tim Anderson. He had Alex Debrinkit. Io. Two uh, Io. Io. He's got two Sky players. The Vanderquigs. Hey, you can yeah. make a lot of money chasing ambulances. In I guess Chicago. That's <laughs> <laughs> Peter Francis Geraci is pissed. Uh, shout out to this guy. They begin their they begin their their chance to repeat Eight. tonight. Jack Johnson is the master P of the Hawks. He's the colonel of the MF and tank. Someone Photoshop him riding the no limit tank. Okay. Those are some references that are over my head. I I think the first thing we need to say is, yes, this is clearly a sign and flip situation. 
but you're not going to get what you're going to get for Domi or Athanasiu with no, the deadline projections. You basically signed a fifth round pick, maybe. Yeah, fourth, fifth round pick in hopefully one of the most historically deep drafts we've seen in a long time. Listen, there's no this. When I saw this trade, I kind of was just like, or this signing, I was just meh. Some people are, like, super upset. I, I mean, I was a little surprised, but also I was just like, I definitely get what this yeah, what this it, is saying was, without saying it. It you was know? a surprise, <laughs> but yeah. I wasn't mad. I wasn't happy. I was just, it didn't move the needle for me at mm-hmm. all. Like, listen, if you are trying to give yourself the best odds to get the number one pick, playing Jack Johnson 70 times a night helps you in that someone uh, and heck, someone on twitter said subtraction by addition yeah like <laughs> for the guys like jay who are worried that maybe they might be too good after jack johnson <laughs> this solves that problem about it. yeah yeah and, and it, listen you, you're gonna need some veteran guys we've talked about that many times you just can't have the rockford ice hogs come up and play yeah. especially at defense take your time if you know i heard a, saw a lot of Oh, this blocks prospects. What prospect? What prospects well, getting blocked? So my here's my concern, and, and this was the one little thing about it I don't love. When you look at the, the decor, Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Riley Stillman, Caleb Jones, Jack Johnson, that's five. Connor Murphy is six. That's There's no Alex Vlasic in that mix. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they might take Vlasic over Stillman or Jones or whatever. Well, yeah, if you, have, if you have Vlasic in the mix, then your seventh defenseman becomes like, Stillman, Stillman or, or Jones or whatever, or whatever. But, yeah. which is fine. I'm not ready to anoint Alex Vlasic an NHL defenseman yet. Maybe let him get 40 games in the AHL. Yes, he improved. Sure. Yeah, sure. He improved in a very small sample size, but I don't. I'm not ready to declare him a third pairing NHL defenseman. And even if he shows that in training camp, what's wrong with him getting 30 or 40 games in the AHL? Nothing. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But I, I also think too, like. Or if a guy shows up and earns it and improves and works his ass off and shows right. leadership, and then you tell Jack Johnson, development thanks for camp. coming out. You yeah, know. yeah. I, I do think though there has to be, and this is sort of where we're at with the Reichel thing too. Like, I get patience, but if someone has shown you that they're ready, then let then give them the chance. Mm-hmm. I think if if we're looking at, you know, who who's the top, who's the the sixth defenseman for this team. I think there's there's a potential for one spot to be like here prospect f- fill it could be Regula could be Vlasic could be Ian Mitchell that's the guy I, I would give it to first. I think yeah I think if if one of those three or if all three of them rotate who knows um, in that kind of position uh, in the in the 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 sixth defensive ro- defenseman rotation I'm totally fine with that and and I think too with. Signing Jack Johnson, it's a one-year deal at league minimum. Um, we don't have to – this isn't like, oh, he's going to completely derail the development of, of all these defensive prospects. It's one year. It's probably not even going to be a full season. And it's, it's a little bit of an insurance policy for uh, injuries, potential trades, like you might have a Connor Murphy or Jake McCabe on the move this year. You may have – Connor Murphy, you know, I don't want to say he's injury prone, but he he, is. He'll miss some games. He kind of, yeah, he's not playing He might miss some games, you know. He's going to miss some games. So, I mean, we saw what happened last season with with Kalanick and and Jones going down uh, prior to the, you know, prior to to the preseason. And you needed bodies. Obviously, they went with Eric uh, Gustafson. But 
I think <laughs> you know you need those kinds of NHL bodies to 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 take up those minutes. Like you said, you can't just play the six best ice hogs and say yes, that's development. No, you have to have chaos. patience, and you and in a season that is going to be really challenging and tough to get through as a player because there's going to be a lot of losses and pain. Confidence is a big deal in development. And if you throw a 20, 21, 22-year-old out there to get their head beat in for 82 games, that's not going to do anything for their confidence. You, you, you have these young players uh, go, be, go, that are going to be in Rockford. You have some, some minor league veterans that, they, that they've brought in to, to kind of help uh, with, with that development as well. If you can build a winning culture in Rockford this season with those young players, they can then bring that confidence to the table in their development path, be more competitive in the AHL, and then when they get to the NHL level, they haven't had their, they haven't had their confidence shot because, oh, maybe I can't cut it in the NHL because I'm, getting my, I'm losing so much. You get a loser's mentality. If you get that winning mentality, that winning culture in the minor leagues, you build some confidence. When you get to the NHL, you're like, I know what it, I know what it means and what it feels like to win, and I want to bring that to this level. We've talked a lot about the Blackhawks stunting the development of some of their prospects mm-hmm. and by having them here too early. And I recall a conversation I had uh, with the team source a couple years ago about Henry Yokoharu, and I just sort of reached out like, hey, you know, he looks pretty good. You know, is the team happy with his development? And this person who was not a fan of he who shall not be named said, he's out there just surviving. Mm -hmm. He's out there just surviving. If you think about a duck on a pond, it looks calm, but the feet underneath the surface are just, you know, flailing wildly. Yeah. That was a comparison that source made to Henry Yokoharu. Yeah, it looks okay. When you, the eye test looks okay, but he can't play his game because all he's trying to do is hang on and survive and not make mistakes. A couple of years later, I got a text from the same source out of the blue, same thoughts about Adam Boquist. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to not make mistakes. And when you have a guy playing that way, uh, that, that's, that's the worst possible thing you can do. Playing to not make mistakes is how you make mistakes. Right. Right. It's like other another reference. It's like playing to not get injured is the best way to get injured. Right. You know, a hockey um, player thinking on the ice is a, usually a bad yeah, well, hockey player. You got to be instinctual and just play the game. And how much do we say that about Kirby Doc? Absolutely, right. Yeah. Like you could literally see him processing things and thinking through his decisions. He's got a breakaway. He's close to the net. He's thinking he's thinking and he has no position to shoot because mm. he thought too much now. But devil's advocate. And I think not so much Vlasic because what was it, like 18 games or whatever it was for Alex Vlasic last year with Reichel. Yes, you want him to develop confidence. You want him to do well at at Rockford. But he could also say, what more do I need to do in Rockford for me to earn a spot here in the NHL? You're telling me I'm not one of the 12 best forwards on this team? So it could have a reverse impact too. Now, Reichel specifically doesn't seem to have that sort of personality. No. But I do think there is something to like, hey – you know what? You've proven it. Let's give you a look. It, and it doesn't have to be game one necessarily. But if Ian Mitchell or Alex Vlasic starts in Rockford and they look great, give them a shot sooner than later. Because right. I do think you, you run the chance of guys getting frustrated and feeling stuck. And that's, that's kind of my concern. Yeah. I but think... patience – sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Patience is better than rushing, but I don't want players to lose patience because they feel like they're being held back. A player being overly ready – You'd rather that 
than not ready at all. Sure, of course. And and yeah. and yeah, with you know, if if the Blackhawks had had a uh, mindset of patience and development with guys like Yokiharu and Boquist and Doc, we might not be in this position. We might be in a position where rebuild, quote unquote, already happened. And, right. and and guys it would be, be ready to go at, at now the early 20s stage of their careers rather than 18, 19 years old. It could have been like a Penguins or a Brooms where you, you're influxing your young talent with your older core mm-hmm. to remain competitive. Right. Not necessarily cup contenders, mm-hmm. but you're, you're rebuilding or retooling on the fly while still being competitive. I th- think that was the idea, uh, but... The execution was just piss poor. Yes. And, and you mentioned earlier the Ice Hawks. It, it's obvious that for the first time since they've been the Blackhawks affiliate, the Ice Hawks' success is important to the organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, if you look at what some of the moves they did this summer, they are looking to, they want to be the Chicago Wolves. They want to be that team that has long playoff runs for yeah. their young mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. They, brought, they brought Dylan Secura back to play in Rockford and score goals in the AHL because that's what he does. You just reminded me that Dylan Secura is a Blackhawk again. He's, a, he's an ice <laughs> hog. I forgot He's an ice that. hog. Let's, let's be <laughs> like honest. That was here. like, what, a month ago that, yeah. that happened? I completely forgot about that. It was a month ago, that. six years ago. Jeez. Uh, they signed David Gust, who yeah. won mm-hmm. the Calder Cup with the Wolves last year. Not a superstar, but that AHL guy that AHL is bet. going to be the contributor and scores the big goals when you need them. Mm. Huge signing addition. Those are the type of guys you bring in with some young players. Adam Clendenning. Adam Clendenning is back. Mm-hmm. Another AHL veteran. You you put those guys in with, and you got a Garrett Mitchell who's there, who's going to be their team great captain. Great minor league captain. Um, great, yes. He's a coach on the ice. Mm-hmm. Just a pro's pro. Will do all the, he's got no ego about him at all. He knows his role and he does it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So you start throwing those guys in, and all of a sudden now you've got a team that doesn't just somehow squeak into the playoffs, win the two-game qualifying series, and then get trampled by the Wolves. you got a team that, when you look at the Wolves, the Wolves pretty much lost everybody. Mm-hmm. They, that whole team got I mean, that's, that's kind that, of that's the by AHL. design. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the AHL, too, because now they're going to let their the Hurricanes prospects come in and mm-hmm. fill those yeah. roles. But you got a team that can... Be really good at the AHL. Maybe make a deep run. Maybe make a conference final. Maybe things go right. Harvard Soderblom gets hot. You make the Calder Cup final. That's a good yeah. thing mm-hmm. for guys like Ian Mitchell and Regula and Vlasic and Isaac Phillips, those young defensemen. Some of those young forwards that are going to be coming up. If, if Jalen Leipin is, is playing Rockford, that's huge for a mm-hmm. guy like him. Get some winning early in the minor leagues. Learn learn what it's like to play playoff hockey. Have those things in your your portfolio before you even step on an NHL ice so yeah. those things don't come as a shock to you when you get there. Yes, going from AHL to NHL is a big jump, but the more success and the more you play in the AHL, that jump doesn't become as scary as it would just Absolutely. by going, here, kid, go yeah, for it. Yeah. right. Go, go 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 play against Connor McDavid. And Good we have, I think we have to remember too. With the Blackhawks, prospects like, like when they come into the when they come into the organization, guys like Alex DeBrinket, Patrick Kane, and Jonathan Taze, hitting the ground running in the NHL is not the expectation. It's that an is anomaly. that's an anomaly. Guys like Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith 
and Nicholas Jalmerson, like all these guys that had long Corey Crawford, these guys that had long, substantial careers took some extra time to play. Brent Seabrook was, was, was drafted in 2003. I think it was, he played another two seasons in junior before making the jump to the NHL on a terrible 2005 Blackhawks team. Duncan Keith, played another season in college and the WHL and then two full seasons in the AHL before getting to the NHL in 2005. Corey Crawford played seven minor league seasons before he was a a starter in the NHL. Taking time to develop guys and having them be ready to go when the team wants to be competitive again, it, it, it takes time, it takes patience, and it takes moves like these where you bring in a guy like Jack Johnson who is just off off the pile of free agents play some NHL minutes, maybe you get us uh, not a lottery ticket, but maybe, uh, you know, someone made the re- someone made the reference online today to like a church festival scratch off. Yeah. Get some pull tabs for bucks. Jack Johnson. Um, you know, Max Domi, Andres, Athanasiu, they're here for a short time. Um, just see what you can get from these from these guys, because it's not about this year. It's not it's not going to be about next year. I think the 24-25 season is where things really can open up and we can see where is this rebuild going and what is this team going to look like because you have, that's not this season, not next season, but you know, in three, two seasons we'll have to go. But that 24-25 season, you have, so if you look at the Blackhawks cap friendly, there's almost no one signed for that season. Yeah, Like forwards, defensemen, goalies, there's almost nobody uh, outside of you know a, a couple long term, Seth contracts. Jones, Jake McCabe, uh, Connor Murphy are the three players. Uh, let's see, also Jalen Lipin, Colton yeah, Dock, prospects. Then. Uh, Kevin Korchinski, Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen. That is right. it in the so entire franchise. The NHL lineup is in the next two three seasons is going to be wide open. Um, so you you kind of have to look at what the prospects are going to do who may or may not be that, like, 22-, 23-, 24-year-old who's going to jump in and be ready to be in the NHL. Maybe there's a 20-year-old who's ready to jump in. They're going to have, who knows, maybe Patrick Kane sticks around. I don't know. Um, and if you get a Connor Bedard or an Adam Fantilli, and they're, they're likely to jump into the NHL within a year of being drafted, a year, two years, like, you accelerate a lot of this, and you might have – the salary cap jumps up like that 24 25 season i know i'm people are going to be like you're being too optimistic well what else can i be <laughs> right I, that 24 25 season and, and especially with the free agents that summer that are potentially going to be on the market there's a lot of flexibility the blackhawks could have with their roster uh and if the development path of a lot of these young guys go go right and it looks like they're trying to set up that path properly I mean, we could see an actual competitive team in three years. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I I just, I I, I look at it and I'm just like, there's a lot of flexibility and options on the table. And if you get a a handful of 22, 23, 24 year olds that are ready to go at the NHL level and be competitive, let's, let's, let's let's open that window. Yes. You're being optimistic, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but if they get Bedard or Fantilli, Mitch is a bit more of a wild card in terms of when he would arrive because of the Russian things and whoever else pops up between now and the draft, which could be 
five guys who knows right yeah right this time last year shane wright was the undeniable number one he went number four mm -hmm. so a lot of things can change but you get one of those two guys and they join your team and i think it's pretty likely they're going to pick in the top three this year you get one of those two guys and it does accelerate the timeline and then you look at that free agent class there and it's like oh okay you know if you've got a guy of that impact joining your organization it does change the timeline of things and Yes, a lot can happen with that much flexibility. That's a really solid point. I uh, want to get to the comment from Nate. He says, so will the Blackhawks be better together with Jack Johnson, or will they be sitting, <laughs> waiting, wishing? I uh, love the Jack Johnson uh, references. I can't get enough of them. That will be the theme all season. Somebody said uh, early in the chat, I don't remember who it was, that they were surprised that I knew Jack Johnson, uh, that Bubble Toes was a Jack Johnson song. Um, You're a white man in your 40s. Yes. You know Jack Johnson. I know Jack Johnson. <laughs> and I also smoked a lot of pot in my 20s when those albums first came out. So, yes, I'm aware of Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson was a really good way to um, let the ladies know you were a sensitive type. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. With, a, yes. with, a, with some cargo shorts and a puka shell necklace. Absolutely. Perfect. I never had the necklace. They didn't come in triple X because I have no neck. Mine, mine looked like, uh, if I wore those, it looked like choker as opposed to a puka shell necklace. Yeah. But yes, I did have the, uh, the cargo shorts and the Birkenstocks and the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, that's a look. An acoustic guitar on your wall. You never played it, but you had it on your wall. Yeah. I did play it occasionally. Not well, but yes, I had one on my wall. Song lyrics everywhere. The whole, yeah. the whole nine. Yeah. It worked. I'm married. There you go. Worked out. Hey, guess what, everybody? If you didn't know, football is close. We are 22 days away from the start of the NFL season, and PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Central. Sign up for PointsBet now using the code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership that gets you all of our great web content and even a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. So download the Points app, PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And Chicago, that's you guys, at least most of you guys, You've already got the best coverage of your favorite teams thanks to our wonderful crew here at CHGO. So why don't you get fitted out in the best sports gear around? That's where you turn to our friends over at FOCO because they've got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north uh -huh. or south, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like the news Blackhawk Jack Johnson and all your favorite apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan or hockey fan or NBA fan? Fall sports are right around the corner. It's crazy to say that, but it's true. It's pumpkin spice season. Thank you. Uh, I saw pumpkin spice Cheerios yesterday. I knew Lawrence liked pumpkin spice. I actually spice. hate it and uh, do not ever uh, drink it, but I just thought it I'd while listening to his Like what albums. you like without judgment. The world's on fire. Enjoy it. 
I don't mind pumpkin spice. But anywho, back back <laughs> to our friends over at Foco. I, maybe they sell some pumpkin spice scented Blackhawks hoodies. I don't know. But head over scented to Foco, hoodie. F-O-C-O dot com, and check it out. Type in pumpkin spice in the search bar. See what pops up. You never know. Foco has literally everything you could imagine. So maybe there is some, something pumpkin-y on Foco. Uh, again, that's F-O-C-O dot com. Or if you're watching on YouTube... You can scroll just below the three handsome gentlemen you on your screen. The like there. Smash that like button. And just below that, there will be a link to FOCO in the description. And an added bonus type in the promo code CHGO at checkout and you receive 10% off all non pre sale items. That is FOCO.com. We got a, I think we got a, a, a pretty good merchandise idea going here. We got Scratch a and sniff pumpkin spice stickers. Some scented hoodies. That'd be, scented that'd hoodie. be well, my hoodies are all scented, just not very <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> all of my hoodies eventually become C- scented. C- one CHGO scented hoodies. We could have one smell like uh, Chicago Rig- Wrigley hot Field dog. grass, some, some hot dogs, some beefs, some sure. some Soldier Field spray paint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Since they the don't have grass there. Yeah. We haven't smelled like the kitchen today. Ah, we're going to have the trough, yeah. trough smell. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that sounds lovely. Stale beer and Polish yeah. sausage. That, that's what mine smell like. Yeah. yeah. In case you're well, curious. Well, they'll be scented hoodies because we'll wear them and we'll have lunch. And then we'll yeah, right. <laughs> and exactly. then we'll that adds value. You can, like order, you can order game-worn hoodies. Show-worn. You can pick which host you want to <laughs> smell like. We can make like $3 off of it. There that's, you go. At least. At least three dollars. <laughs> All right, have we exhausted our Jack Johnson content? We need more. We need, we need more, more Johnson Jack talk. Johnson. Here's please. a fun little tidbit about Jack Johnson before we move on. Um, as I was doing my Jack Johnson research, looking up all the points he's picked up in his career, which is uh, not a lot. Um, more than me. Fun little tidbit. When he was traded to the uh, – remember when the Columbus Blue Jackets signed Jeff Carter, and then Jeff Carter was like, I hate it here, and they went, whoopsie, and they traded him back to the Kings yes, after like three weeks. I forgot weeks. about that. Yeah. Well, Jack Johnson went the other way from the Kings to the Blue Jackets along with a first-round pick. And the Blue Jackets used that first-round pick to select future Blackhawks legend Marco Dano. Hey. Wow. Yes, that was and that was a fun fact. And Jeff Carter wore I remember Jeff Carter wore number 7 with the Blue Jackets for literally like 3 games. So Jack Johnson when he got traded to Columbus, he wore number 7 and the Blue Jackets literally said, if you bought a Jeff Carter number seven jersey, bring it to the store at the stadium and we we'll will change the nameplates for free. Wow. We'll, our bad. That's nice. Jeff That's Carter's awesome. a peen and we will erase <laughs> it from our. <laughs> We're going to change the name to Pudwack. Pud. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe his supplier couldn't get him stuff in Columbus. I just wonder what about Columbus in such a short time would be so offensive that you had to get well, out. If you live I a certain know. lifestyle like Jeff Carter allegedly does and you've come from LA and you go to Ohio, things yeah. might not be easily accessible. That's a big difference, yeah. yeah or allegedly. quality might be not be as good. Sure. So, fair. Uh, do the you, Ohio do State you, campus is right there. Do yeah. you think Jack Johnson is given number seven? No. In he Chicago. Better not be. I don't oh, think gosh. anybody should have that yet. Mm. That'd be rude. Interesting. No. Uh, Brandon has a uh, $2 not. super chat for you guys saying elite, elite Jack Johnson t shirt. Jack Johnson t shirt. Sure. Yeah. Let's send we it just, to the designers. We need, we need a, like a Blackhawks. What was, the, what, was the, what was the DNVR Jack Johnson shirt? Can they just scratch out yeah. DNVR and put CHGO? <laughs> I don't think there was. It was one. maybe in the style of like the old Big Johnson shirts. Remember those? Yeah, yeah those you were. Might not, do you remember those? Big Johnsons? Very problematic Big Johnson shirts. Yeah. Can't say yeah, they were like, they, that they were was all the 90s. like, ref, 
they're all innuendo. Mm-hmm. And it was like, of course, yes, Vic a lot Johnson of color Garden caricatures yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Maybe that's what we can do. All right, the jersey number history for Jack Johnson: thirty-three, uh, three. That's a goalie number. Seven retired. Nah. Seventy-three can't do that. Brandon Peary. Brandon Peary. Uh, twenty-seven. Taken. Can't do that. I'm thinking it's thirty-three for Jack Johnson. It's a goalie number. Dustin Bufflin wore it. Dirk Graham wore it. All right, I stand corrected. Yes. Yeah, I love Dirk. Um, you know, there have been more 33s <laughs> than just Scott, Darwin, Mario. Yes, that is true. Um, <laughs> Give him number 70. 70? Dennis Rasmussen? kind of cool. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't have to ask the moose, Dennis Rasmussen, yeah. if he could have it, but 70 would be, or 77. 70, uh, so, um, is his, my favorite number. His brother, Eric, it wears six, right? So he doesn't have to fight McCabe for it. No. I'm, th- I'm, I'm trying to not confuse the two of them. I'm usually pretty good at predicting these things, like just based on context. I'm going to bet he wears. I'm going to bet he wears 33. That's my official prediction. Okay. Official prediction. Anyone? Anyone? Um, I think he will wear number 37. Okay. Mm. You can agree with me if you want to be right. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, we'll say he wears 33. Smart pick. All right. If I'm right, you got to pay my uh, Stan Bowman. Damn it! Uh, it's now up the phone. No. You got to pay. You got to pay three of my four Stan Bowman dollars. No. Oh, five! Oh. Hey, I'm not paying crap. Oh. I gotta go. I'm leaving. I'm broke. Great. Well, at least now you don't have to get singles. You've got it all the way yeah. up. Yeah, to there you go. It's a new five dollar bill. Oh God! I just did it just like that. Oh. That's okay. There's that going was organic. There's going to be there's going to be a, a local charity that's going to benefit from all this. I guess at some so. Point. Yeah, we it's got all going the to the IOU. Mm-hmm. Oh lord, that's brutal. That was, that was completely fantastic. unintentional. That was fantastic. Oh man, uh, <laughs> seventy-seven. You'd have to ask Blackhawks legend Paul Coffey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have a Doc jersey, bring it to the. Madhouse store, and they'll change it out for a Johnson if you really, really want that. Yeah, Chris Uh, Dubio makes a good point. If they didn't give Yokoharu number 10 because of Patrick Sharp, they're not going to give number 7 There's no way they're giving him 7. No, you can't. No. I know it's not retired, but... It will be eventually. Yeah, and if you're going to give it to somebody, you got to give it to somebody that's better than that's Jack not Johnson. jack johnson so yeah somebody's gonna, gonna be here for more than well, 45 yeah. games yeah Korchinski, well that you thought Yoka, maybe that was should been our first indication that yoko haru wasn't going to be here long when they wouldn't give number 10 hmm. maybe. well what was what was he 28 yeah which is a number so she should not be allowed to wear either number instead yeah. well. that's a little more egregious to me than 10 yeah hey we all love patrick sharp and tony amante but neither of them were steve larmer no no no. I got it. We got to figure cr- this out. It's this is a total aside. <laughs> what is the deal with the Steve Larmer thing? With the Hall of Fame and the Hawks retiring his number, uh, why is it not happening? I don't know. I think the uh, there's are they worried about like oh then you then then you have to retire this or bring See, this person in the Hall of Fame? I, who cares? Yeah, I think this is, and we'll have this conversation down the road. But we're we're approaching because of the dynasty, uh, the Ring of Honor territory. Yeah, mm-hmm. you it know, has to be something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, something needs to happen where don't retire the jersey, but you honor the players. Honor name. the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Or you're going to be like the Montreal Canadiens, who literally their roster numbers is like 51 <laughs> through 86. There's yeah. nobody under the number. There's no 40. cool numbers left. Yeah, the, no, nobody has no single, single digits. digits no nothing. Ten, yeah. No teens. No twenties because they're all retired. 
I'm looking it up. Canadians retired numbers. There's like there's One gotta be like all of 38. them. There's gotta be like at least twenty, right? Oh, easily. Let's see. Uh, seven, nine, four, sixteen, ten, two, one. This could have gone in numerical order. Hockey writers. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I was going to say, why yeah, is this you, going yeah, I didn't cover Canadians. That's 5, seven. 18, You could go to Hockey Reference. They'll, they'll, lay them, they'll have them all uh, up at the top. Or as Lawrence has, has got us on the screen, there's 14 retired numbers in Montreal. That's an article from 2009. Well, have oh, they yeah. had anybody yeah, that, good yeah. since then? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> they could, I mean, have they retired numbers since 2009? Uh, I don't yeah, know. that's a good question. Right. A lot. They have a lot. Let's just put it that way. That's a lot of numbers. This is where you go to the That's hockey ridiculous. reference. They will list their Hoc- numbers. Yeah, hockey right reference will have it. Uh, let's see here. Where are another the uh, interesting Jack Johnson note? As you guys are looking that up, uh, Lawrence, if you have the, uh, oh, there they are. If you have the uh, the, the, the yeah. tweet from the chat, uh, Jack Johnson and his uh, his family is very athletic. Oh, uh, not only did he have his children uh, baptized directly in the Stanley Cup, which is bananas. Banana pancakes. Bananas. Uh, mm-hmm. His brother-in-laws are AJ Hawk and Brady Quinn. So that is quite everything about that is just weird. That's such a Mad Libs <laughs> of like, a situation. Yeah. Like Jack Johnson baptized his children in the Stanley Cup with his brother-in-laws AJ Hawk and Brady Quinn. <laughs> like what? That's yeah. insane. That Jack, is insane. So is Jack's married to? AJ Hawk's sister? Is that the No, I think AJ Hawk and Brady Quinn are married to Johnson sisters. Okay. They're right his up. brother-in-laws. Oh, right, right. I remember yeah. that the Notre Dame Ohio State game where they showed yeah, the sister in like the split jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's so Anyways, many that's, weird that's things. Wild. Wild. What by the way, what kind of church is that? One of those I mean, It's like the righteous gemstone situation yeah, going on there. That is like be. uh Yeah. That's a that's big a church sta- that gets a lot stage. of donors. Um, yeah, it's a big stage. That is a large a stage. But hey, I mean, you get baptized in the Stanley Cup. You that's better, a good start. Uh, Draft that kid. <laughs> yeah. By the way, <laughs> it's fifteen to total numbers by 15. the uh, Montreal Canadiens retired. So they have retired one since I think Patrick Waugh was the latest one to get. Ah, uh, there you go. That's uh, pretty worthy. Here are the no, numbers no. retired. Wa- one, two, Wa- three. Waugh was on my 2009 list. So. Okay. There you go. I don't want to. Well, I don't know who who's there who then. It's one, two, three, four, five. That's uh, Dark Helmet's uh, that's luggage code. <laughs> that's my suitcase code. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a that was the combination for a safe at Malargo too. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Five, seven, nine, ten. So if six and six eight and are eight. the only two numbers between That's, uh, one and ten. Yeah, Shea Weber. Yeah, Shea Weber. Uh, ten, twelve, sixteen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-three, twenty-nine, and thirty-three. So off yeah. the top of my head, I feel like the Canadians also said something about retiring Saku Koivu, number eleven. That would make sense. But, uh, yeah, don't quote me on that. I've, but I've, yeah. I feel like I heard that so, at some point. Or that it would happen at some point. Yeah. Anyways. Basically, half of the numbers between 1 through 30 are not available in Montreal. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. The Wild are retiring Miku Koivu's jersey. Maybe that's I what I was thinking that. of. Huh. Seku Koivu is a beloved player uh, in Montreal. Yeah. Very good guy. A guy that's in my fantasy hockey league years ago. When remember when Saku Koivu had to sit out a season for uh, some sort of cancer treatment? I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, I can't he, remember. He missed a season because he had to go through some chemo. 
this was back in the day. This was '90s. So a, a buddy of mine wrote him a letter and sent him a card, just mm. saying, "Hey, I'm a hockey fan from Chicago, but you're one of my favorite players. Just well wishes, wishing you yeah, good yeah. luck." Three months later, he got a handwritten thank you letter from Saku Koibu in the mail. That's awesome. So if he sent it to some random Blackhawks fan, there had to be thousands of cards and letters he got from Montreal that he took the time to handwrite a thank you letter to him. So that's 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 my second Koibu story. That's awesome. Um, So, yeah, once I heard that, I was like, tons of respect for the dude. Yeah, I've I've always liked him. He's a good player, a longtime captain, and – yeah, I, I don't see anything official about it getting done, but it feels like at some point. I think maybe I was flip-flopped on the Koivus, but, um, but yeah, I'm, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. It's interesting nonetheless because I, I think that you look at him like his body of work as a player isn't probably up to snuff with the great Canadians of all time. But when you look at his impact, his tenure as captain, what he overcame – and what he means to the city, that's kind of like the Keith Magnuson retirement. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, Similar. Well, the fact that he was captain of the Montreal Canadiens for as long as he was and didn't speak a lick of, lick of French tells right. you how <laughs> yes. well they loved him up there. That's exactly. a big deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, we should get to some of the other items of the day. Uh, the World Junior Championship uh, quarterfinal round is underway now, actually. Uh, Germany and Finland are playing. Don't turn it on until the show's over. Thank you. Um, then you've got Latvia and Sweden at 2.30, Switzerland and Canada at 6, and then Czechia and the U.S. at 9.30. Um, this feels like, fellas, a two-team tournament. Are you yeah. kind of in agreement there? It, it's it, USA, Canada, and everybody else? It mm. does. It, it really it, it does feel like the Final Four are going to be pretty predictable of maybe a Finland, Sweden, U.S., Canada yeah. uh, matchup. Um, yeah, I, I, I think if you, if you watch... <clears throat> if you watch some of the games that weren't Canada and, and, and the U.S., I think you see a little bit of the of the of the talent gap there. Um, yeah, I I, I, I I would love to to you know see a really competitive semifinals matchup. So I think we're going to get those. Um, but yeah, I think it, it really just seems like it was destined for this tournament to uh, to finish with a Canada U.S. final. Do they reseed? for the semis or is it a straight up bracket i think it's a bracket okay so canada united states would meet in the gold medal that's the way it's set up if it yeah if if they get through through, that would be so you would have ideally canada versus either finland or sweden i don't know what the bracket is there i think it would be sweden because finland was in their group so I think it would be, if the favorites win, it would be Canada, Sweden in this one semi, U.S., Finland in the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so the standings, are, well, it's kind of, Finland was 4-2-1. and one, I'm sorry, it was 2-1, 2-1-0-1 in the round robin. Sweden was 3-0. and oh, So Sweden has a seed over Finland. But I think it's it like would, bracket-wise. They don't want teams that played in the same group playing each other in the... You know, it looks like... Actually, as I'm looking here on the IIHF website, the way they have the bracket set up, I don't know if it's just by the start times or if this is the bracket, but it looks like it could be a Canada-U.S. semifinal. I don't think that's true because they both won their groups. There's no way you would have um, the two um, group winners at, playing um, in the semis. I think it's – I don't top, think that's the okay, bracket. Here, here we go. Top four placed teams from the preliminary will play a crossover quarterfinal – 1A versus 4B, 1B versus 4A, so okay. on and so forth. 
in the semifinals, the best ranked team uh, they the, so they re, they do will play against the lowest ranked okay. semifinalist. So it's not a straight bracket. The second ranked semifinalist so, will play the third. So there's no way Canada U.S. could play in the semis. What, do we know what the tiebreakers are? I don't want to jump this Goals, on you. Uh, I think it's four. goal differential. Criteria. Uh, okay. Placement in group, points in preliminary round, goal difference in the preliminary round, yeah. goal scored. Okay, so Canada has a 20-point goal differential. Well, they're the, they're uh, the, the U.S. has 18. So. Right. Canada is the one host, US if qualified or otherwise, otherwise the best ranked semifinalist according to the before mentioned criteria shall play the first game of the day. So, I, I, I would not. So, I think yeah, I think it'll. It should Canada, Canada and US, US. I think one or one and two. But I am not counting out. Um, I'm not counting out Czechia to, to upset the US here. I mean, the, we we talked say that about with your. American Macho Man Randy Savage. Because I'm a, I'm a realist here. Now, if Macho Man was starting in goal for the Ooh, U.S., yeah. they'd, they'd get the gold medal. <laughs> they'd snap into the gold medal. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you something about But, I mean, Chris pucks. Peters told us before the tournament that the, uh, you know, the goaltending, no Drew Camesso could be the difference between a medal yeah, and that for the U.S. That's true. And, you know, the, the goaltending's been fine. But the defense has been really good. Defense has been the, great. The goaltending hasn't had to be good. U.S. only gave up four goals so far. In a yeah, time. and a lot of that has to do because they haven't been giving up a lot of shots. Right. Um, so, but that third period of the Sweden game made me a little itchy. And Sweden has Jesper Wallstead in goal, who has been underwhelming a little bit, but he's the type of goalie that could steal you a winner-take-all type of game. It's true. I would not be shocked if either Finland and or Sweden is in that gold medal game that they pull off. Finland just love, they live they love for play international yeah. hockey medals. I would not rule out either one or both of those teams playing for gold where they upset the U.S. or, or Canada. Yeah. Don't count. I don't count out the Norwegian countries in these tournaments. <laughs> you know me and the Finns. I love the Finns. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not – I. I've I've watched a lot of this tournament, and I just think, and you're right, it's a one game playoff. Yeah, so, a lot of these teams are like, hey, yeah. we know we're getting to the quarters. Let's just get through this. I'm hoping the slight scare the U.S. had against Sweden maybe scares them straight a little bit, mm-hmm. where they're like, okay, we can't take our foot off the gas at all um, because teams have the ability to come back on us pretty quickly here. Yeah. So we could give uh, it's interesting. I've got the stats here for our five Blackhawks prospects who are playing in the tournament. Um, Ethan Del Mastro for Canada. This was a guy that probably we thought maybe get one game. He played in did, three of the four preliminary games. Yeah, did not expect him to be playing that much. So maybe he's a guy that he's obviously given them a reason not to take him out of the line. He has no points, but he's a plus two in his three games. He's playing third pairing, not major minutes. But the fact that he's played in three of the four games, they put him in the second game, and they haven't taken him out since then. So they're obviously the coaching staff likes what they see. Mm-hmm. Let's see if he gets into these elimination games. Uh, everybody else has played in all four games uh, for their teams. Um, Landon Slaggart has been the best. Uh, Points-wise, he's got two goals and five points and is a plus six in four games for Team USA. Uh, defenseman Wyatt Kaiser has got a goal and three points. He's a plus five through four games. And then Dominic James has one assist and is a plus one. But he's been a really effective face-off great. guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really great without the puck defensively. He's showing you that, like, what type of player he's going to be. He's not a guy that's being relied on for points, but he's a guy on getting 
puck possession for his team and keeping puck possession for his team, which is so important in today's game. And then we got our buddy Victor Schornberg with uh, Sweden. He doesn't have a point yet in the tournament, but he's a plus two in four games. He's been playing a depth role for uh, he's, Yeah, for he's Sweden. a defensive. Mm. Uh, he's not getting any more, penalties. More energy guy. Yeah, he's bottom six, but that's his game too. Uh, that Sweden team has got a lot of former first-round picks, offensive players. He's not being looked upon to score goals, mm-hmm. and therefore he doesn't have any. A little bit of breaking news here uh, before we get keep going into the World Juniors. Uh, Scott Powers of The Athletic reporting the Blackhawks are signing college free agent and former Lightning prospect Cole Gutman. Uh, Gutman most recently played for the University of Denver. He is a right-handed shot centerman. He's 23 years old, 45 points in 41 games for Denver last year, uh, four full seasons with uh, Denver. So Looks a guy be... that could be a roster player for the Hawks this year, perhaps Rockford Fodder. You never know. Hey, but, you can uh, have the one-two punch of Gutman and Chad Yetman in Rockford. <laughs> Yetman, Gutman. There you go. There you go. So five ten one. So this is hockey DB. So this could be outdated. Uh, listed at five ten one sixty five. Uh, right again. Right-handed shot centerman, born April 6, ninety nine. So an older uh, college according, free agent here. According to Powers, it is a two-year entry-level deal. And he is expected to start the upcoming season with the Rockford there Ice you Hawks. Go. And, and as our buddy Chris Dubiel points out, they have Mike Hardman down there. They have the, the man line. All the man. Too much man down in Rockford. We got, <laughs> so much man. So we've many got, Johnsons. We've got, we got all the all Johnsons the in Chicago and all, and all the man you need in Rockford. We are a very uh, phallic organization <laughs> right now. Sausage <laughs> fest down here. <laughs> it really is. Uh, really uh, is. That's, what, that's what we need. We need a CHGO Blackhawks shirt. Uh, with the characters from uh, what was that movie Sausage Fest? Yeah, uh, and it could just be all the Johnsons, CHGO Blackhawks shirt. Sure, show us your Johnsons. Yeah. Might as well all the Johnsons. CHGO Johnsonville. Um, what do we think though? If it is Canada USA in the gold medal game, Canada's just like, I re- and again, it's one game. I, Anything I, can happen, I of think course. I, yeah. But Any, Canada is just a juggernaut. Anything, man. Bl- anything less than a gold medal for Canada is a failure. Yes, mm-hmm. and it should be. Yes, it should be thought of such. It, yes. Thought of as such. And yes. like, if they don't win a gold, it's a major ups- a major upset. Yeah, they're the best team, no doubt. But in a one-game single elimination tournament, you run into a hot goalie. Your goalie has a Mike Smith moment. <laughs> uh, you know, you yeah. you can be done. Uh, you can you you know you get Nick Lettied. In an overtime game, and <laughs> it's done. Like it's that's the beauty of of the single elimination. Yes, Canada should win the gold, but hockey is a dumb, weird sport where the best team doesn't always win, especially in a one game situation. Was US. it a medal game where Flurry was in goal and like a puck deflected behind him? Was that World no, Juniors? That was last year. <laughs> no, that, you're, was, that was every Black Hawks several Hawks game. games. <laughs> but I think there was a World Junior game where Mark Andre Flurry was in goal, and a puck like this is before I was really paying close attention to it a puck snuck behind him and it was like the, it was a very nick letty situation mm. can't rem- i i can't say I've, i recall that yeah no. Uh. no but i i think you know u.s defending gold medal uh men's world junior champions uh not that that really means that much to this tournament but i if they had I, drew Camezzo, i would like their chances i yes Canada. yeah i think i think top to bottom Canada really doesn't have too many holes in their lineup, and and the U.S. If there's if there is a potential spot that could be exposed, it is goaltending. Um, I mean, I I if it's if it's Canada U.S., obviously I'm going to be 
you know, waving, waving my American flag and wearing my American flag uh, underwear and going, you know, shouting at the rooftops. Don't for do the that USA, on the podcast. Maybe the audio only podcast for that. <laughs> did did hey. you get that USA underwear from FOCO? Uh, yes. Uh, there you I, go. I, See, company I, man. I, I right would here. say that I would. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I still think, though, lineup to lineup, I would, I would trust the Canadians to uh, come out on top. But yeah, like we've said, anything can happen. Uh, the U.S. has more Blackhawks prospects, so they are probably better. Yeah, that's so a good way to look at it. That's Plus, how I would go Well, but Bedard it. is a Blackhawks prospect, technically. Yes, he is. That's true. Yes. Mm. In my maybe mind, he's he a, is. Maybe, he's a, <laughs> maybe, he's a, maybe he can double agent it for his, agent. Uh, his U.S. buddies and be like, oh, my leg hurts. We've been doing I a bad job at taking his value, like we said we were going to do. Just start, just start spreading yeah, but rumors the, but about him. But then the Blackhawks signed Jack Johnson. It's like, here comes the number one pick. We don't need, we <laughs> yeah, don't need we to don't tank need to his it value. Exactly. Just lose every game. Yeah, um, good point, good point. Brandon says in the chat, when is the CHO Ice Hog podcast going to happen? Don't worry. There will be plenty every other of podcasts. Yeah, pretty much. Ice Hogs <laughs> podcast. Listen, come a member at CHO. Get yourself a free shirt. We are going to cover the Blackhawks prospects like nobody else in this city will. Mario and I are already got a game plan going. We're going to divvy up the prospects. We're going to have weekly posts. Uh, articles, keeping you up to date on what everybody's doing. Joey Z, the fabulous play-by-play guy of the Rockford Icehawks, I've talked to him. We've got a re- great relationship with the team. He's willing to, to be a weekly guest to keep us up to date, get us some Icehawks players Not during bad. the course of the season. We will keep you abreast of the Icehawks because, quite frankly, what happens in Rockford these next three to four seasons is more important than what happens in Chicago. So we will keep our eyes to there as well like mm-hmm. it's once the season start it's going to be like probably more prospect talk than actual blackhawk game talk like because that's more important people yeah. want to know more about what's happening with the guys who are going to be here in two or three years than what yeah i, th- I think well, how many goals jack johnson our, po- our post games will be very blackhawks focused but right, then the, but the rest of the week yeah the yeah. rest of the week will be a lot of prospect stuff yeah sure. well yeah We'll definitely have it uh, have it thrown in there. It'll be well represented throughout that, the season. That's the beauty of having three guys covering a team as opposed to just one guy and all the other beats. We can focus on other things as opposed to just Hawk, Blackhawks, Blackhawks, Blackhawks. Right. We can broaden our horizons mm-hmm. and keep you up to date on. And as I said, we've Mario and I have got good relationships within the minor leagues and the junior leagues. So we're, we're, I'm hoping we're going to be able to get a lot of these prospects on the show throughout the course of the season. Absolutely. And we might even make some uh, CHGO little road trips to see some of these uh, prospects Absolutely. playing in college and see what they, uh, see what they can do. Yes. I will, be, I, will, I will make some trips out to Rosemont when the schedule allows it uh, to see the Hawks and, the, and the play at the Wolves. And I'll, I plan on making a couple of uh, trips out to Rockford at the very least to see how they're doing, talk to some guys. Hopefully there's a uh, uh, an actual press area and Wi-Fi that works. But, Would be uh, nice, yeah. You know, can't be too greedy. They just updated that state-of-the-art facility across the street, so uh, hopefully they – we've told the Hawks brass about the Wi-Fi issues at, in Rockford. and uh, We are not the first to tell yeah, them that. No. Yeah. If we can get a decent connection there, potential live broadcast, that opens up a lot of possibilities for us. So, that yeah, don't fun. worry. We'll have it totally covered. Uh, all right, before we wrap up, the last bit of news – if you miss this, Pat Foley is going to call the Cardinals-Cubs game at Wrigley Field next Tuesday. Innings 1 through 3 and 7 through 9 will be on 670 the score, and innings 4 through 6 on marquee. So radio or TV, you are covered. Pat Foley will be on the call of the Cubs game, and I've heard him do this before. This had to be 30, I, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. 
I just remember him calling a Cubs game probably with Steve Stone, and he did a fine job. He is a Cub fan. He knows baseball. Uh, it'll be good to hear Pat again. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Just don't do your Harry Carey impersonation the whole oh, time. Oh, he's going to. Like, oh, it's going to come. No, up. I know he's going to do it. Just don't give me nine innings of Pat. Oh Foley no, he Harry won't. Carey. No, no, he'll he'll he calls the game. That's why every time they say Ryan Dempster's in the booth, get out, <laughs> stop. He's actually. I think Dempster's kind of stopped doing that impersonation. I think he got the message. He's social media savvy enough to see that literally everyone hates it. Yeah. So he stopped, and he's actually turned into a really good uh, game analyst. Um, but yeah, just put the Harry Carey impressions away. But you know, you know, stop. Check out the guy no, in the sombrero. No, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> but um, if you're gonna do a Harry Carey impression, impersonation, then you gotta have somebody behind the in the production truck doing his Ernie Harris impersonation. But that might get you in trouble. <laughs> yes. Can we just get a hologram boy. of Pat Foley those, doing the Harry Carey? Those impression? 80s WGN Cubs broadcasts were and 90s. horny <laughs> AF and early 2000s. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm they, a Cub uh, fan. Eh, you know, hey, sex sells. What was the timeline you gave? Uh, basically, since eighties and nineties. Anytime checks out. Anytime Arnie Harris was uh, the producer, <laughs> it went past Arnie. I, I'm, I'm pals with uh, a, one of the guys who used to do it as well, and I remember him telling me when they got the memo to stop doing that. Yeah, mm. but yeah, it was yeah. um, it was creepy, but it served its purpose. Yeah, I, I've spent some time in the truck outside of Wrigley when you know there's you see all. 18 screens of all the cameras, and half of them were looking for certain things. I'm sure you saw lots of uh, not safe for work things while I mean, it wasn't, the you know, I mean, it, it's, it isn't public. It wasn't that crazy. Yeah, but, yeah. but there's beer involved, and yeah. people lose inhibitions. <laughs> Show feet. Show feet. There you go. All right, so Pat Foley, Tuesday, uh, 1 through 3 and 7 through 9 on the hey, score. The, the Cubs are doing things to be like, please watch us. They have to. So, Blackhawks, <laughs> what are you they, doing? To yeah, make, they give may it? also do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Pat Foley's back for one game or something. We've got to be getting an announcement here soon. You would hope. On the announce on who uh, is the Who's new partner the of Chris Foster's. Yeah. I, th- so, I see, this is my problem. I know this might rub some people the wrong way, but does this mean we're not going to get the Zach Zabin inning uh, for the score? No, you will get the obnoxious laughter in the background, though. Um, because I don't listen to a lot of Cubs games these days, but it seemed that when I was, like, focused more on the Cubs, I'd get in the car just in time for the Zach Zabin inning, and I'd want to run my car into a brick wall as fast as no, possible. No, when he calls the game, it's fine. It's when he's cackling in the background that's ridiculous. It's right. slightly funny observation. His- <laughs> His Jesus, his, it like echoes through the stadium. His like over enunciation of every word drives me up the freaking wall. He's a Syracuse guy. Yeah, he's better at broadcasting he, than everybody. Has he has Don't he ever forget. mentioned that on air before? Um, yes, yes. Between this is why I root for Syracuse and Northwestern to lose whatever sporting event they're playing in because I'm tired of hearing about sports guys that went to Syracuse or Northwestern. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. Or Mizzou. There's a lot of them. Shh, Kevin's right there. Oh, shh. shh, shh. He's not listening. Yeah. He's got some sort of spreadsheet. Yeah, he's coming out to fire you. F- people Mizzou. to fire a oh boy. <laughs> well, it's been a good run, fellas. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right, tell us about Owen. Oh, yeah. Before I we leave. do that. Uh, Owen, spelled O-W-Y-N, stands for only what you need, is a plant-based protein shake, 100% plant-based protein shake uh, that works just as hard as you do for your nutrition and your workout benefits. All of Owen's products are free of artificial ingredients. They don't contain any gluten or dairy and are allergen-friendly, 
They're also very easily digestible. Might have heard about Owen from Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who also follows a plant-based diet. Right now, Owen and CHGO are partnering up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off of your first purchase at liveowen.com when you use the promo code CHGO20. That's liveowen.com, promo code CHGO20, 20% off of your first purchase of Owen. O-W-Y-N, only what you need. All right. Jack Johnson's a hawk. Pat Foley's calling the Cubs game. Team USA drops the puck at 9.30 tonight. We're back tomorrow, 11 a.m., throwback Thursday, unless news breaks. We are going to revisit the Jeremy Roenick trade. Ugh, I thank goodness Sarah's doing tomorrow's show. I'd be too angry the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tough one, but uh, we I think we've all got a lot of personal insight on that, and I think every Hawks fan of a certain age remembers that day. I know exactly where I was when it happened. Uh, we'll talk about the trade, the fallout, and all the uh, personal stories that go along with it tomorrow at 11. Thanks to Lawrence for producing the show. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks for watching and listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.